The Daily Witness is not just a podcast, but originally started as a gospel newspaper. Trevor Van Vieren Ministries distributes this newspaper free of charge, paid for by partners and friends. If you have not received a copy of this newspaper in your mailbox, feel free to download a copy from our website, www.thedailywitness.co.za. And now, enjoy today's podcast. Father, we thank you. We're so grateful to you. Yes, Lord. You know, Lord, in your word, it talks about the goodness of God. And I think when people read that, they they can't comprehend it or they just use it as a cliche. But in moments like this, we see your goodness. Mm-hmm. We see how you pull off stuff behind the scenes. And we're so grateful to you. Thank you for this new premises, Lord. Mm-hmm. It's in a good church. On top of that, it's got good parking. Yes. And it's safe for our partners, which is something we've always wanted. Yes. Another thing, Lord, we, we thank you for the great favor we have with this ministry. And we thank you, Father, for multiplying our home church on a Wednesday. Yes, Lord. Thank you for the space. Thank you, Lord. This is another dream that has come to pass. Yes. We thank you and we give you glory for this, Lord. I just want to thank you for tonight. And again, it's not about us. It's all about you. You know, when your children come together, it's all about what does dad have to say? Yes. And so we pray over Andrew tonight and we thank you, Lord, for the anointing on his life. And we thank you, Lord, that he will yield himself to your precious Holy Spirit. Yes, Lord. And we thank you, Father, you'll think through his mind and speak through his vocal cords. And now, Lord, we pray for all of us and those who are streaming. Thank you for their faithfulness, Lord. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Bless them. Bless them. In the book of Revelation, you said, Blessed are them that can see and them that can hear. And so, Father, we thank you that tonight, everyone that is streaming, we thank you for giving them eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart that will comprehend what the Spirit is saying. Amen. And Lord, thank you that your word will not return void, but it will prosper in the thing whereto you sent it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Now, uh, just before Andrew takes over, I just want to say, remember when the Lord spoke to me and I said to you, I saw a table and the four of us were on either side of the table, 2-2, and it was like this table was tucked in a very narrow passage. Yes, yes. And we couldn't get, and, and there were demons, the Lord showed me, there were evil spirits trying to stop this ministry from growing. Yeah. And then the scene changed, and we were outside of this passage, and we were in a large room. Do you remember that? Sort of, yes. Mm-hmm. And then the Lord said to me, you guys are going to break free. I'm going to get you out of that. And then when we went and we we blessed um, Clive and Renee's ministry, they confirmed it. They told us the exact same thing. And now, look what has happened. The Lord has blessed us with premises. The perfect premises. That dream that God gave me has come to pass. That's amazing. The devils have failed and the kingdom of God 
has come forth. And so Thank we're going to do amazing things. I'm telling you something now. Miracles are going to start flowing, and we're believing for that. Yeah. Yes. Do they have baptism facilities there? I don't know. I hope they do. Good question, Marius. Yes, you're well done on that. <laughs> I will actually ask Chelsea tomorrow. Yeah. So we, we praise the Lord for that. Okay. So this message is called, Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is healing. So can we go to Luke chapter 13? Luke 13, and we're going to be reading from verse 10 to 13. And I'll just be reading it from the King James. Luke 13. Yeah. So where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is healing. So this passage of Scripture, um, you know, something that I love about the Word, I would say it's multi, multi-level. multi You know, you can't just read a Scripture or passage once. Mm-hmm. and think that you got everything. You will never exhaust the word. And the more time you actually spend reading and rereading and rereading mm-hmm. uh, scripture, the more you're going to see into that single scripture. Uh, there's scripture that I've been reading for like literally years, and the Lord is still showing me things into that same passage of scripture. And that's why, uh, you know, like when it comes to trusting the Lord for anything, you need scripture. That's where you start. You know, if God didn't say it, then you can't believe him for it. So it says, yeah, when Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath, and behold, there was a woman which had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and was bowed together and could in no wise lift up herself. And when Jesus saw her, he called her to him and said unto her, woman, thou art loosed from thine infirmity. And he laid his hands on her, and immediately she was made straight and glorified God. Now, uh, people might read that and they're like, okay, no big deal. You know, she was healed. But there's some things I want to draw uh, your attention to. First of all, Jesus was busy teaching. Yeah. He was busy teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't finish up the sermon. He, he was busy teaching. And the moment Jesus saw that woman... He stopped teaching and he called her to him. Like how awesome is that? Like that alone. That's that's big. You know, um, you know, you, you see Jesus's heart in it. Yeah. You see like his eagerness in it. So, you know, God's timing is immediately. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say, you know, um, God's got his own timing and you got to wait for him. And his mm-hmm. time is now. Yeah. His time is right now. Jesus didn't wait till the end of his service. Jesus didn't tell her to come back, you know, on the next Sabbath. Uh, Jesus didn't hesitate to heal. He actually put a demand on her healing. And you know what the problem is? A lot of people, they don't put a demand on their own healing. Like Jesus puts a demand on it. But uh, people say, oh, well, it's in, you know, Jesus's timing. And, you know, if they don't get it the first year, they think they're still waiting on God. Mm. And one year leads to the next year, to the next year, to the uh, next year. and But you've got to take it. Yeah. Jesus' eagerness to heal, that's so powerful. Mm. You know, it's, he wants to heal now. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, G- yeah, Jesus didn't say it's in God's timing. Jesus didn't say to the lady, God is trying to teach you something. And we can see like how all these different lies came into the body of Christ. Yeah. Because if Jesus didn't say it. It's not true. 
You know, we can see from this passage of scripture alone, Jesus was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. He was busy teaching. And immediately when he saw her, he called her to him. And people don't realize that as soon as Jesus came into the earth, all of our freedom came into the earth. That's good. So Jesus was operating in the very power of God. Uh, when it comes to Jesus operating in divine healing, along with everything else he operated in, he didn't operate independently by himself. He didn't uh, come down here to carry out his own mission. All of his teaching, preaching, healing the sick, casting out devils, raising the dead, walking on water, etc., he did it in the very power of God. Jesus was an ordinary man that walked in that power of God. But firstly, Jesus received the Spirit of God. So we can go to Matthew 3, verse 16. Now, that's very important. Jesus did everything in the very power of God. Yes. And the very first thing is he received the Spirit of God. Amen. Amen. It says, yeah, and Jesus, when he was baptized, went up straightway out of the water, and lo, the heavens were opened unto him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting upon him. And then we can go to John chapter 3, verse 34. And I'll be reading this from the New Living. So Jesus received the Spirit. And then when he received the Spirit, he received the Spirit without measure. Amen. Um, is everyone else there? It says here, yeah, for he, Jesus, is sent by God. He speaks God's words, for God gives him the Spirit without limit. And this was uh, Jesus' outline for his ministry. Uh, we can jump to Luke chapter 4, verse 18. And you guys will be very familiar with this verse of Scripture. Amen. Amen. Okay. Uh, so Jesus said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Uh, he hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering the sight to the blind, to set at liberty all them that are bruised. Uh, I want you to see that the Spirit of God played a vital role in Jesus' healing ministry. Mm -hmm. uh, Jesus gave the Holy Spirit room to work by loving God with all of his heart, soul, and mind, and loving his neighbor like he loved himself. Uh, we can see this by the two statements that Jesus made. We can go to John chapter 5, John 5 verse 30. Amen. He says, uh, I can do nothing on my own. I judge as God tells me. Therefore, my judgment is just because I carry out the will of the one who sent me, not my own will. And then he also said the following. Uh, we can jump to John 12, verse 49. And once again, I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. John 12, uh, verse 49. Okay. Amen. Okay. So he said, I don't speak on my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me uh, what to say and how to say it. Uh, Jesus was literally God's representative on the earth. He was led by the Spirit of God 100% of the time because he put God's word first place in his life. So you can see, number one, Jesus had the Spirit of God in him. And secondly, like he lived his life by the word. Um, so many times people try and operate in faith without the Word of God. Uh, you know, when a Christian's born again, they obviously got the Holy Spirit like the minute or, or the second they get born again, when they make Jesus their Lord and Savior. 
but they try and operate in faith without God's word. And you can't do that. You just can't do that. So let's see here. So many people wish that Jesus was still on the earth so they can physically spend time with him. Have you guys ever experienced that? Where you're in like a different situation and mm-hmm. uh, like a tough yeah. situation. Yeah. And you like cry out to the Lord and you're like, Jesus, I wish you were here. You know, has anyone been, yeah. been there? Yeah. Okay. People think that if Jesus was physically in front of them, that they would receive their healing immediately. Even Jesus' disciples didn't want him to leave. But Jesus, on the other hand, had a different point of view. So we can go to John uh, 16, verse 7. So once again, uh, Jesus, in his earthly ministry, you know, we see miracle after miracle after miracle. And um, a lot of Christians will say, yeah, but he was Jesus. Okay. Okay. John 16, verse 7. So they see Jesus doing like these wonderful miracles throughout his earthly ministry. And they think he could do that because like he was the son of God. But he came down as a man. You know, he put his divine powers aside when he came down. He was baptized in the Holy Ghost. We know this. Um, I shared scriptures with you guys. And he based his entire life on the word. He would only say what God told him to say. Mm-hmm. He would only do what God told him to do. Yes. And uh, like even when it comes to like ministries these days, there's a lot of ministers that they, they put the word of God aside and they make up their own stuff as they go along. Mm. You know, and we know like in, in certain countries, they, they change in the Bible. They're not sticking to the word. And as soon as you put the word one side, like a person just, you get disconnected from the Lord. Yes. Absolutely. You know, so the word says here, uh, John 16, verse 7, it says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, nevertheless, I'll tell you the truth. He says, it is expedient for me to go away. For if I go not away, the comforter or the Holy Spirit will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. I'm going to read that same verse from the New Living Translation. It says, but in fact, it is best uh, for you that I go away. Because if I don't go, the advocate won't come if i do go away i will send him to help you so jesus was saying it's beneficial if he leaves so he can send us the holy spirit yeah. think about that it's beneficial um i know some people like they, they struggle with that they wish jesus was like right next to them but the thing is with the holy ghost he's living on the inside of us mm-hmm. we will go everywhere actually we do already you know we go everywhere with the holy spirit in us mm-hmm. you know we go to work you know, we hang out with friends. We go shopping. You know, I go shopping every weekend. And I'm taking the Holy Spirit wherever I go. Mm-hmm. You know, I park underground at this uh, certain mall. And the Holy Spirit goes shopping with me. Mm-hmm. Like every aisle, I walk up and down. He's with me because he's in me. But uh, people, a lot of people rather prefer Jesus physically walking next to them. Mm-hmm. So that same Holy Spirit that was in Jesus and that led Jesus is now in us the moment we get born again. The only reason why we could receive the precious Holy Spirit is because Jesus laid down his life for us. He took our sin, and because he was made righteous for us, we are able to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, We can go to Galatians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Amen. Okay. It says, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law. 
been made a curse for us. For it is written, Curse is everyone that hangeth on the tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So do you see how the Word of God puts the blessing and the Holy Spirit in the same sentence? Mm. You know? Mm. Because, you know, a lot of people think the anointing is separate to the Holy Spirit or the blessing is separate to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And, and it's not. Mm. So I'm going to read uh, verse 14 again. It says, That the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. So because we got the Holy Spirit living in us, we got the blessing in us. So you know, once again, once we give our hearts to the Lord, we receive that precious promise. Uh, we can jump over to 1 John now, chapter 4, verse 13. So now you can understand just from Galatians chapter 3, verse 14, that we will receive the blessing of Abraham that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Now you can understand Jesus' earthly ministry. He received the Holy Spirit. He received the Spirit without measure. And wherever he went, he just carried the blessing with him. People, I don't know how much thousands and thousands of people got healed alone. Mm -hmm. We're not talking about uh, the people that got raised from the dead. There was a lot of that. Mm -hmm. There was a lot of people that uh, were delivered from different demons and all that. Mm. Jesus was led to call a lot of people into their, their God-given callings. Uh, Jesus accomplished a lot on the earth, but he did that with the power of the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So, okay, it says here, this is First John 4.13, it says, Hereby know we that we dwell in him, and he in us, because he hath given us of his Spirit. So, when we get born again, we receive the Holy Spirit, and God is living in us. Yeah. And we do take him everywhere. We walk in just like Jesus walked. But the difference is Jesus put God's word like right on the top shelf. Mm -hmm. When the Bible says you must love God and you must love your neighbor, that's what Jesus did. You know, um, he, Jesus never thought of himself. He always thought of the father. He always thought of his neighbor. He never acted uh, selfishly. And something that always stuck out to me, you know, Jesus used to walk a lot. Um, there were times where he would jump into a boat and uh, they would go across the, the lake and all that. But he walked a lot and he would do ministry work all the time, like almost maybe 24 hours a day. He didn't get a lot of rest. Mm -hmm. That's why that one time when he climbed into that boat, he was so <coughs> tired. He was sleeping through that storm, you know, and what stuck out to me is when uh, someone came to him and he must have been tired and they said uh, there's someone at home that's sick and he got up again and he said I'll come and heal them because he, he followed what the word of God said he put the word of God like right on the top shelf and, and the word says that he was always moved by compassion exactly yeah. and where did he get that? his father exactly because um, thank you for saying that because we're going to go to Romans 5 5 now it's a pleasure so here the Holy Ghost on the inside of him, we know that when he was baptized in water, when he came up, he was baptized in the Holy Ghost. And this is what happened to him, and this is what happened to us the moment we got born again. Amen. Okay, is everyone else there? Yes, Romans amen. 5 5. It says, uh, And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God 
is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost which is given unto us. So Jesus had the love of God in him because he had the Holy Ghost in him and he let that love come out. When we receive the Holy Spirit, we are actually receiving the healer. Now, I know a lot of people don't have like a personal revelation of that. Um, they think that if they're sick or they, they got some disease or whatever, that the healer is very far away from them. But he's really not. He's living on the inside of them. That's obviously if they're born again. Because we got the Holy Ghost in us, we actually have Jesus living in us. We were created in Jesus. So having said that, let's jump to Ephesians chapter 2. Verse 10, and I want you to see this for yourself. So once again, if uh, you're born again, you've got the Holy Spirit in you, or you've got healing in you because you've got the healer in you. And just like wherever you take the Holy Spirit, wherever you go, you take in your healing with you. Amen. Amen. So it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the things which he planned for us long ago. Now, this is what I wanted to say. And this is in 2 Corinthians 13 verse 7. You guys can just quickly go there. Because this is actually the heart of my message. 2 Corinthians 3.17. Amen. Okay. It says, For the Lord is the Spirit, and wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So the Lord is the Spirit, and we have the Spirit of God living in us. Each and every one of us, we're all born again. We all made that glorious step, and we invited Jesus into our hearts. We have His Spirit in us, which means we have our freedom in us. Wherever the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Freedom from fear, freedom from the curse, freedom from bondage, freedom from confusion, freedom from poverty, freedom from sickness, and freedom from disease. The same spirit that was leading Jesus in all these healings is the same spirit that's in us right now. So all of us right now, we are carrying healings in us. We're carrying wholeness in us. And that's why you'll know, if you guys read your New Testament, the disciples received that and they said, such as I have, I give unto you. Talking about healing. That crippled guy at that gate, beautiful. Yeah. Peter came walking up to him and he says, such as I have. He had healing in him. Mm-hmm. You know, he didn't have it in his pocket. You know, Jesus didn't hand it out like gift cards. He had that healing on the inside of him. Wherever he went, he carried that divine healing with him. Just like Jesus did. You know, and he said, such as I have, I give unto you. And then you guys know the miracle. He grabbed that man, pulled him up, and that guy received strength in his legs. And he was made whole. So if I can use the following uh, example. Your spirit man is like a bottle. I want you to pay close attention to this. Your spirit man is like a bottle. Your healing is in that bottle. You need to get that healing out. You need to open that bottle up and you need to let that healing out. Because a lot of people go through life with that bottle closed. Mm. They go through their whole entire life with, uh, with that healing on the inside of them. And they, they suffer from different sicknesses or diseases. Some people's lives are like cut short, unfortunately. Or even simple infections. Yeah. And they have the Holy Spirit in them. They got all their healing. They got all that wholeness in them. So wherever you go. This weekend, I'm going to be going out again. And I'm going to be taking my healing with me. Now, this is how you open that bottle up. 
use your mouth. Obviously, we know that faith comes by, by the word. We know that. We know that whatever you trust in God for, you need to start it with the word. You need to carry on in the word and you finish it with the word. You know, if you believe in for healing, you cannot leave your Bible one side. You need faith. You need the teachings. Yes. You know, and then you open your mouth up. You open, you take that lid clean off that bottle and you speak your healing. You give God praise and you do the actions. That's your works. Your mouth, your praise, your actions. And the more you do that, the more you keep that lid off the bottle, the quicker you can receive your healing. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything to share on this? So I actually want to share something. Uh, awesome. Uh, just something that I... Uh, can I just say this randomly? Like pretty much everything you've been speaking about, Trevor and I spoke about this morning. And um, so w- one of the scriptures that you mentioned now, uh, the Second Corinthians 3 verse 17 where it says, um, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Mm. So this morning I was listening to a teaching that was actually talking about that. Mm. And they said, how is it that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's freedom, where the Spirit of the Lord is everywhere, which means that there should be freedom, but there isn't. And he said it's because, uh, he said it like this, uh, where the Spirit is Lord, there Mm. is freedom. Like because that. we know that the Spirit of the Lord is everywhere, yes. but not everybody has made the Spirit Lord. That's you've true. You've got the Lord priority. Yes, you've got to make Him top priority. You've yes. got to make Him the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords yes. in every area of your life. And mm-hmm. until you do that, because some people <clears throat> will make Him Lord in finances, but not in healing. Yes. 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 And then they won't see anything in the healing area. Or vice versa, but it's where you make him Lord, mm. that's where you'll experience freedom. Mm. I'll also add to that, I think the church has got no idea the authority that the Lord Jesus Christ has given to us. Yes, mm. agreed. There are so many scriptures that talk about that. From the time... Jesus was about to ascend and go into heaven. He said, go in my name Mm. and heal the sick, cast out devils, and lay hands on people so they can speak in tongues. Mm -hmm. He's the one that started that. Mm. He didn't say, pray to God and ask God, to answer your prayers. He said, you go. Yes. yes. Yeah. Now, we go, and, and, and what happened, that, before I give that illustration, what happened right after Jesus ascended? Peter went and did that. Yes. He walked up to the guy, sitting at the gate, beautiful, and he said, look on us. And that okay looked, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, Silver and gold have I none. Because my wife took it and spent it. But but he said, but, watch this, what Andrew is saying, such as I have, I'm going to give it to you. And this guy didn't know what was coming. And Peter knew what he had. And he grabbed that oak because that guy was sitting. He was he was lame from his birth. 
He grabbed him before this oak could even think. You know, he's been jerked up. He's going, what's going on here? And, you know, Peter didn't say, please walk. Please walk. No, he's using the authority. Jesus just told him, go yeah. and do it. Yeah. Yeah. He just told him, go and do it. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he grabbed before he could even think. And as he's getting up, that power, he didn't say, let's pray together, brother. Yeah. Let's pray mm -hmm. together. Father, please heal this man. He told him, I've got something to give you. Mm -hmm. This is why when people ask me to come and pray, I don't pray. I speak to their bodies. Mm. See? And I tell that body what condition it's going to be in. Yes. And then it's okay to say, um, let's give the Lord praise yes. for the healing. But people need to, to snap out of this. Healing is already yours. Yes. The reason why people are not seeing that much healing in the greater church area, it's simply because they, they don't understand the authority. They're still begging God. Yeah. Yeah. Why are you begging God? When he said, go in my name. You go in my name. I'm, I've already told you, go and do this. In my name, go and lay hands on the, on the sick and they'll be healed. And then we come to God and then we want to pray. He didn't say pray. Why didn't Peter pray for healing? Hmm. Why didn't he do that? That's why I tell people, if I'm going to speak to your body, you better know something. That as I am finished, that healing is running through your body right now. Yeah. And you better not doubt it. And that's where the church needs to be. You see, Andrew's going through, it's a lot of scripture. Mm. <laughs> but what he's saying is, we still want to run back to the Old Testament. Yeah. We still want to say, Jesus, oh, I wish you were here. Yes, if the Lord, if, I, if he was just here now, this person, I'm telling you, they'd be healed. Mm. Mm. But yet Jesus is telling us, hey, it's expedient that I go. Yeah. Because if I go, the, the Spirit of God will come to you. That's what, and, and he don't make no mistakes. No. no, definitely not. So when he talks and he says to you, it's expedient that I go away, don't you dare argue with him. If he says it's expedient that I go away so that the Spirit of God can come to you, you better shut up and just agree with him. Yes, yes sir. Amen. He's right whether you think he's right or not. Yes, absolutely. And what he's saying is, Peter said, I know what I have, and I've got something to give you. Mm -hmm. And then you see that through the rest of the apostles' life and ministry, even the prophets. They were just going around. They didn't pray first. Let, Lord, we'll see if it's your will. All of that junk. And the, I believe it's the apostle Peter that wrote, and he, he calls it doctrines of devils. Trying to rob you of your authority. Yeah. Trying to tell you what you don't have. When the Lord tells us in the book of Ephesians again. You are seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus. Yeah. I think the church just doesn't seem to grasp that. Yes. Yeah. And they're always hesitant to take their place. Always thinking twice. 
you know. That's why I say we need to take authority over this country as well. And we call South Africa delivered and set free from load shedding. Yes. We don't need to see and ask God if it's His will. Yeah. It's already His will. He wants the lights on, folks. Yes. <laughs> you don't need to pray about it. Yes. And certainly don't say I'm part of Trevor Van Fieren Ministries and there we're thinking about should we, we're praying and asking the Lord. Don't embarrass me. I will excommunicate you. <laughs> I will ship you to a religious church. No, we know we know what the will of God is. Amen. Amen. So, very interesting. Some um, can't remember who it was that said it. Never pray for something you already have. Yeah, don't pray. Why do you need to pray for healing? It's already yours. Yeah. You, because I tell you what, that prayer is not going to be answered. It's I spoke to I spoke to uh, Judge Frank Caprio yesterday. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, yes, she watches the lot. I took that uh, YouTube video of his, and man, you can see he's in agony, mm-hmm. and he's been tormented by fear. And he believes that you know God is going to heal him, but you know he's got he's got small faith. And so I just messaged him and I, I said, here's a whole lot of scriptures. You can go to our YouTube channel. We've got a healing series there as well. And then I just uh, picked a picture and I spoke to him because what did Peter do? He laid hands on handkerchiefs and he sent it home to the people. Yes. Go and put the handkerchief on the people. But you guys got to step out of your place. Go, you you got to start taking your place of authority. Yes. God calls us kings and priests. Yeah. In the book of Revelation, mm-hmm. he calls us his jewels. Mm. That's the way he sees us. Did you know, back in the day, if you walked into the presence of a king, you could not open up your mouth. You can't just walk into the throne room and talk just the way you want. Mm-hmm. That, that ain't happening. You had to wait for him to point his scepter at you. Yeah. Now, you know that beautiful gold staff that he's got, and it's got sort of like a... Um, a thing at the top with like a jewels and so like forth. That, that's called a scepter. And when the king points that scepter at you, you're allowed to talk. Angels are not allowed to talk in the presence of God. But did you know we have access? He says, come boldly to the throne room of grace. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say that to angels. Do you understand the type of authority that we have? Yes. So I just spoke to, I looked at um, a picture of uh, Judge Frank Caprio and I I spoke to the cancer. Someone says, are you mad? Jesus spoke to a fig tree. Don't you read your Bible? Yes. Yeah. And it said, speak to the mountain. Jesus said, talk to the mountain. Yeah. Then Peter said, oh, Lord, increase our faith. He said, no problem. He said, if you should say to a sycamore tree, be thou plucked up from the roots and be thou cast into the sea, it should obey you. And Not Jesus, it might, it should. That's the type of authority and that And Jesus spoke to the fever. Yeah. He didn't pray on Peter. Remember Peter's mother-in-law? She was sick of a fever. It was, it was a bad fever. Mm-hmm. It was a really bad fever. Jesus didn't lay his hands on and then pray first. No. He rebuked. The scripture says he rebuked the fever. He spoke to the fever. But the church is praying all the time. 
We need to talk to cancer. We need to talk to tumors. We need to talk to fevers. You talk to your, your body. Talk to your legs. Talk to your brain. If you feel like your brain is slipping and so forth, get in front of a mirror. Point to your brain and say, Hey, brain, I'm telling you, you are healed. Every situation's got a name. That's right. Speak to it, you must listen. That's the type of authority. People look at you like you're mad. Don't worry about it. We're just following the commandments. And we're the ones with the testimonies. Yes. They don't have testimonies. So if you've got proof that this doesn't work, come and give the proof first. But we've got millions and millions and millions of testimonies. So I think we've got way more clout than you. You understand? But we've, we, we're the type that have that authority. We have that power. And God listens to us. Satan's trying to tell you to shut up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Satan wants you to always keep your mouth shut. And any time the devil wants you to open up your mouth, it's always in doubt and unbelief. Yes. Yes. Always. It's never faith. Never. The devil's always after you cursing everything and speaking against everything. God is after you speaking faith. Yes. I told that pancreatic cancer, I said, you can hear me because there's no time and distance in the spirit. Mm -hmm. And I just said to it, leave Judge Caprio's body right now. Every cancerous cell, get out of his body. In Jesus' name. And I'm telling you now, it had to listen to what I had to say. Yes, amen. And I'm telling you now, it left. Someone says, that's very cocky. No, it's faith. Yeah. There's the difference. If you've got faith, you're bold. Yep. Faith is not, well, I sure hope. That's not faith. God didn't say, light be. Well, I sure hope something comes of that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Let the, let the land be full of every flying uh, beast. And then he says, back, oh, well, it's all in, you know, hmm. I, I don't know if that's going to happen. No, the birds came out. Yeah. And God says, you copy me. By this image. That's it. Yeah. Now, how can we go and say, well, we do exactly what he wants us to do. Jesus said, say to the mountain. See, this is what people don't want to do that. Mm -hmm. Why don't you want to listen to your king? Why are you not listening to the head of the church? If he tells you to talk to the mountain, why don't you want Well, it sounds kind of weird. Well, then just go and shove off and, and go and practice your weird religion. And go to your false heaven. You ain't going there. No. You talk to your mountain. If he tells you to talk to your mountain, talk to the mountain. Yes. And if the mountain pulls back, tell him to shut Yeah. He said, he said, say to the mountain, be thou removed, yeah. be thou cast into the sea. And he said, if you don't doubt in your heart yeah. and you believe those things that you say, he said, it will come to pass. You'll have what you say. Not you might have. That's not faith. Yes. We'll see if it's God's will. We're not too sure. That's not faith. No, he gives you a winning recipe. Mm -hmm. Healing is a sure thing. Healing always comes. Yes. So don't be afraid to step up and go and command healing. Don't be scared to do it. Don't be scared to fail. Healing always comes. Like Andrew said, the healer's in you. Yeah. Did he ever turn anyone away when he was on the earth? No. no. Why is he going to turn someone away now 
when you're walking around with healing in you, you're walking around with a healer in you, why would he say no? He's not going to say no. Don't be so, don't be so full of doubt. Jeez, man, I'm telling you what, I preached myself happy. <laughs> yeah, so um, something that people should be doing is um, going over scripture that shows that Christ is in us. You know, because you can get a revelation on that. And that is an amazing revelation to have. If you know that you know that Christ is in you. Because then you're going to close that gap between you and Him. You know, so when you go out and there's someone sick in your vicinity, you uh, you won't be in fear and doubt and say, Jesus, I wish you were here. You know, just lay hands on them. But if you've got that revelation that He's in you and He's walking in you, Jeez, that'll be amazing. And I also believe it's important, as you're speaking, it just came up, you know, also to, as you say, we've got Jesus inside of us. I believe it's so essential to, if people don't feel they've got the Jesus inside them, practice His presence. Yes, yeah. You know, like, but that's what Peter did. He stepped out, well, yes, he sung, but he still walked. Mm. So if a person steps out and the Holy Spirit leads them, practice the listening to the Holy Spirit. Exactly. Practice doing what He wants you to do. Exactly. And it's, I believe it's essential. It would also help um, a person practicing that anointing. Yes. Amen. So if there is someone sick, lay hands on them. Because you're not going to know what, what they have until you actually exercise it. Yeah. yeah, because, you know, there's a big difference between staying at home and praying for people yeah. that way versus actually going out there. Absolutely. And yeah. being quick to pray because the more you practice that, yes. that anointing is going to get stronger and yes. stronger. And obviously um, a person is going to become more confident yes. in laying their hands yeah. on the sick. Yeah. You know, because n- nothing in the kingdom, you, you don't just step out into your harvest. Mm-mm. It doesn't work like that with, with anything and everything. You know, even when it comes to two people dating, there's a long process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, they first, in the beginning, they don't know each other. And they, they start talking and talking. And then they start dating, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, after like a, a while, you know, they end up getting married. And even in marriage, you, you're going to learn about your spouse forever. Yes, absolutely. You know, there's always seed time and harvest in everything. And even yes. when it comes to practicing divine healing, yeah. seed time and harvest. Yes. You know, what what I find very interesting is that I've been to a lot of churches in my life and they don't preach this stuff. No. They actually preach that they make you dependent on the pastor. Yes, Frank. Because they, the thing is, I noticed that, I was thinking to myself, like, why? And the thing is, the mm. pastors live in fear. Yes. They, because they feel that the pastors, if they know the truth, like the Catholic Church used to preach before. Yes. That's why when Martin Luther came, he taught the truth because in, back in those days, they, the, the, the priest could only read the word. That's it. So some pastors got that mentality that they don't want you to know the truth. Yeah. They want you to depend on them. Yeah. Mm. They say, I, come to church and get your healing. Yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, it sounds like you can't get it at home. Mm. Yeah. It sounds like the Holy Spirit's not there by you. Yes. So you need... Now, there's nothing wrong, Frank, with someone saying, hey, uh, if your faith is not big and your faith is small... Come to the church and we'll pray for you and, and we'll speak to the disease or, or the infection or whatever the case may be and cast it out. There's nothing wrong with that. But you can't make it an absolute. Yeah. Like you were saying. They make you disabled. Like yeah. They make you weak. And that's why a lot of people in the church get attacked by, by, by sickness, by fraud and stuff. And I remember when Pastor Jimmy used to preach... And there was this other guy from St. Mark's, and he used to attack 
Jimmy a lot. And Jimmy didn't give him a time of day. Jimmy didn't even scare him. Jimmy yeah. told him, like, why? Who are you fighting against? I yeah. said, we both, you're both serving God. Why are you fighting against? Yeah. And, like, you would preach something different. You say, you know what? You know what? I'm the one that knows truth and stuff. And that's the thing. It's like, it's like it's wrong. I mean, um, I read a book where this boss was talking about that God has given you power and authority. And when I started reading the word, I saw how the disciples were before. That's it. They were dependent on Jesus a lot. Yes. When they couldn't get something right, to, and Jesus says, you know, okay, I'll, I'll pray for them. I'll help you out. But when Jesus, that's why they said, you know what? They don't want him to leave because they were dependent on him. But Jesus wanted them to be dependent on his spirit. Yeah. And as Andrew said that, you know what, you, you, your faith becomes stronger and strong, your yeah. confidence. Yes. The same things happen with disciples. Uh, they, when I started reading from when Jesus left, and they started, I saw them becoming more bold and bold and confident. Even when the Apostle Paul started his ministry. Yes. In the beginning, he started, like the more he started, as I, he was moving through Acts, he started becoming more and more confident and more boldness. You know, God wants us to, he doesn't want us to depend on other people. Like, yeah. I always said to the Lord, you know what, I want someone uh, uh, strong, I always wanted a strong woman in my life, like, to do all the heavy lifting. Yeah. And then when I met Chant, I told the Lord, like, you know what, what can I do? Like, I got nothing to give her. We both the same to God. You know, depend on me. Yeah. You see? That's the thing. I'll be your, I'll be your strength. That's it. But yeah, um, in closing, I just want to say this, um, that anointing for healing, it is an anointing and you can develop it. And, you know, all around the world, there's um, different pastors and there, there are healing evangelists that practice this all the time. Yeah. And they get better in it because yes. their confidence in the healer grows. Yes. And uh, we do have Christ in us. And oh. tonight I'm driving home with Christ in me. Yeah. You know, and... You know, the more like we, we speak about it and the more a person realizes that they are born again, they got that precious Holy Spirit in them, they got healing in them, and all they need to do is just receive what was freely uh, given to them. Yeah. A person can develop that and the Lord can use them mightily, but it's something that has to be developed. Mm -hmm. And um, you can't develop in faith without the Word. Yes. So it starts with the Word, it continues with yeah. the Word, and it ends with the Word. So... Okay, let's get into a word of prayer, and then Amen. we can close off uh, tonight's meeting. Father, we come before you in the precious, holy name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We thank you for loving us so much that you sacrificed your only begotten Son. And Lord, we're always going to be thankful for what Jesus has done for us. And Lord, we get to spend eternity with you because you've made that sacrifice. Uh, Lord, I'm asking you to reveal more and more. To everyone here and everyone streaming online reveal to them more on what Jesus has done for us Lord help us develop a close a closer relationship with him Lord help us to see things that we have never seen before yeah. Lord help us develop in that anointing of healing because Lord that healing is in us Lord we believe that because Jesus is in us yes and uh, Lord if we can be a testimony to others and we can be a blessing to others Lord that'll be amazing so, Lord, thank you for everything you have done for us. And, Lord, thank you that you are working with each and every one of us. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. And, like we always say, faith comes by hearing. So, keep on hearing. Hey, everyone. If you enjoyed today's podcast, 
Feel free to let us know by contacting us via our Telegram channel, Trevor Van Vieren Ministries, or send us a message on our Facebook account. And if you liked what our ministry is doing, why not partner up with us and sow into God's vision, which is to bring a printed copy of our newspaper to every house in our city. All funds are used to increase the print run and reach more houses with the good news of Jesus Christ. You can sow via our website at www.thedailywitness.co.za. There you will find a tab called Sow Into a Vision. If you are inside of South Africa, you can use the option of SnapScan. You can download this app free of charge from Play Store or iTunes. If you are outside of South Africa, you can use our option of Give and Gain. We thank you for your faith and generous support. Remember, we love you and Jesus loves you.